Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Suns Dive Bar, brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to like, hit that like button, rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate your support. The Phoenix Suns fall to the Miami Heat, one twenty-three to one hundred, and that was an ugly game, you guys. I did not have fun tonight. But thankfully, I am joined by my friends, Saul, Gerald, and Espo, and they are here to cheer all of us up. Right, guys? Sure. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely am coming from – I can I can already feel the vibe. I can already feel that these – everybody's a little, a little tense, a little upset. I'm like, meh, it's just one of those nights. <laughs> Let's just say it. The Phoenix Suns are still the best team in the NBA. They just didn't show it tonight. <laughs> I feel like every time after you say that, something horrible happens. Yeah, it's basically. <laughs> I've it's basically said it every game. Like they've won thirty of them. You guys can shut the hell up, all right? <laughs> Look, I, I that was an ugly game. That was one of those games where it felt like they took their opponent for granted. And I think Monty gave them plenty of reasons. Talked about it before the game why this is a good team, no matter who they have on the floor, because of their system, because of their culture. They've got guys that they can plug in and play and we saw that tonight and it was uh also i think for the suns a little bit rusty getting some guys back so i'm i'm also with saul it's not the end of the world it was pretty ugly though i you know i know where i know where i well you know what i'm not even i'm not going to cut your hand off before you say anything espo i will let you i will let you say whatever you got to say but i have a counter that i feel like everybody is just kind of under completely undervaluing right now and I've been on this train for about two weeks, but I haven't said it because I'm like, mm, maybe it's just a funk. I'll let you guys vent first, and then I'm going to say what I want to say. Look, when when the Miami Heat shoot 22 of 44 from behind New York, and they shoot 44 of 88 for the game, you're not going to win a lot of those games. And the Suns just happen to match that with a, a coming out flat offensively themselves. It was not. It was not pretty. But nights like this happen. They happen to every good team. It happened last year to this Suns team too much when you were playing against much worse competition. So the fact that two guys in Hero and Duncan got immensely hot and and Miami just played well, 
I'm not going to freak out about this. This is just one game. What, what, what? I'm mean, just, I, just because I can't remember, not because I'm accusing you of being wrong, but like what game last year, outside of the Clippers game at home when they were like down by 32, but they came roaring back. What game were they like this? Were they just OKC in Detroit? They lost to two of the worst teams in the league, and I believe it was back to back. Yeah, but Detroit was still a close game. They weren't like it didn't. They didn't feel like they were out of it by the second quarter. This game felt like it was over in the second quarter. They they lost to bad teams last year in in embarrassing ways, uh, a few times. Like I'm not, I'm not sweating losing to the to the 25 and 15 Miami Heat. Even though, yes, I know. A bunch of their starters were out. This was just a great shooting night for Miami. It, it was. It was also a very poor defensive night for the Suns. I, I think yes. you look at the quality of threes that they were getting and, and how many they got up in those first two quarters, and that was a little alarming. And I think in this case, we don't write it off, but we can say like this was a game where they were getting two starters back, and those two starters just happened to be their most important front court communicators on the defensive end. I think we hear the Suns talk about how they're on a string a lot, how they talk defensively. I think they had some rust to shake off tonight, and they didn't do a very good job against a team that's very switchable, that has shooters all over the court, um, and that moves the ball very well. So it was kind of a perfect storm as far as when they were welcoming these guys back, trying to get the defense back on its its normal level, because that wasn't it. It very much felt like I was watching the Cardinals. Where, where Cliff Kingsbury just continues to throw the ball and run trick plays that are completely useless instead of just doing what you do best, right? And the, the Suns kind of got away from their game because of the hot shooting of, of Miami, shooting as many threes as they did. They tried to match it tit for tat, and it didn't work. And then they just kind of – they were lost defensively. And, and it, was just, it was just a bad game plan from, from the start. Hey, it happens again. Like even coaches have bad nights. Players have bad nights. Devin Booker had, he's now had back-to-back bad nights. Um, You know, he hasn't been as effective as he normally is. He's missing easy shots that he just normally makes. Um, CP3 looks a little, you know, he looks a little out of it to me. Like for the last two weeks, actually about almost like the last month, it it seems like not that he's lost a step, but he seems not as as productive shooting as he has been. The mid-range, he hasn't been as, as effective, and I, I would be interesting to see what the stats are this month or the last four weeks versus you know the last maybe the the first two or three months about his uh, his mid range shooting because he hasn't he hasn't seemed as automatic as he once was. Are are you solely talking as shooting or because he had a triple double with a career high in rebounds a few nights ago? So like I don't I I don't want to say. Like he's looked completely terrible. I agree. His shot's been a little off, but he has had moments and and had back to back sixteen and fifteen assist games. So let's not let's pump the brakes a little bit on CP three uh, questioning. All right. Uh, no, I will question it because he hasn't scored for shit. Like period. Like like guys, the, the defense is actually tonight. If you watch Miami, there was a couple times Chris Paul literally had wide open shots and didn't take them for whatever reason. Like you gotta shoot those when you're wide open, especially on a team with with again like Miami, who just likes to switch all the time. You finally get a mass, matchup, and because his shot wasn't falling, he wasn't feeling confident shooting the three. Like he just it was. That's a fact that happened tonight. 
his, you can his have, three points. You can have, you can have I'm not triple, talking about tonight. You, can, you said you can, two weeks. You, you can have a triple double, and that's all good. I that's a great performance. I'm not going to say that's not. I'm talking scoring wise. He has not been okay. as effective as he has been in his career, and even last year, or even at the beginning of this season, he hasn't. I'm I'm no. not concerned about Chris Paul. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not concerned about him either. I agree with Saul that his shooting, I mean, he obviously, you just look at the numbers. He hasn't been as efficient this year, as far as his individual offensive scoring is concerned. And that's something that we will probably need to see at some point in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. just because we saw it last year, how important it is to be able to have not just Booker, but another guy who can get his own shot at any point in a game right now. I don't think that's a focus for him. And I'm curious to see, when the playoffs come and that becomes more of a focus, whether he's still got that, I think he does. I think right now this has just been a weird time playing with so many different teammates, trying to get so many guys on the same page. And the brunt of that responsibility usually falls to a guy like Chris Paul. We saw him last year when he was playing with new teammates kind of defer just to try and get everybody comfortable. I think he's been doing that over the last few weeks with so many guys in and out. That's just my guess. I don't know. I can't say for sure that Chris Paul is like perfectly fine, but I think he's going to be okay. I think this is just a weird stretch of the season. Um, Now they've got their guys back. You get them acclimated, get them reconditioned and go back to playing Suns basketball. I think things will be fine, but that's. And just to be clear, I'm not talking about like the last two weeks without Aiden and Jay. Like I'm talking about what I am seeing from him before those two came out. So you had your whole starting unit, you know, the, the, the rotations were pretty much set and, you know, he, he, he would come off and those mid-range jumpers that were so automatic once before, he's missing more of them now than, than he has before. So that, to me, it either tells me like something's wrong with his shot. I know he's working on his shot. He's, he's just like Devin Booker when he's a little bit off. I'm sure he's in the gym trying to pump up 5,000 shots just to get his rhythm back. Um, or his legs are a little bit, you know, a little bit, you know, maybe not full strength. I, I personally feel like Chris Paul plays too much. Like I just do. And I feel like he's 37 guys. Like at some point, listen, LeBron is a fucking freak. Okay. We got to stop looking at these guys. Like they're just going to be just like LeBron, right? Chris Paul gets more of a beating than LeBron does. Even though LeBron flops a lot. Don't, don't get me started (laughs) on that. But like, I'm going to say Chris Paul you know, he needs a little bit more rest, in my opinion. I think Monty should be resting him. Like, the fact that he's playing in the fourth quarter after Miami made that run when the Suns cut the 13 and then they put it right back up to 22, just take those dudes out. What the fuck are they on the court for? And he waited all the way until the four-minute mark to play them. I'm like, dude, that's how injuries happen, in my opinion. Like, he should have just took all the starters out. Let Sticks get some run, because I know Espo wanted to see that, and then go. <laughs> Look, no, go ahead. I, I, I'm not filling the bathtub for Chris Paul yet, all right? No, but the you're getting closer, washed. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, our man Corey Williams said? Yeah, he, he, he ain't washed. washed up, feet. But he's getting close to the bathtub. <laughs> he, he's not. He's not. Uh, uh, Larry Knapp made a good point, though. It uh, says Monty Williams should have eased Aiton and Crowder back in versus Miami. I don't disagree with that. They felt like they, they didn't have the energy, which is to be expected after being out with COVID for as long uh, you know, as long as they were. I probably would have eased him back too, but he went all in. And I think that was part of, of what made things look out of rhythm and, and kind of cost them in this game. Well, yeah, because didn't DA say it was a DA or was a J who came out and said that they had symptoms and it was a pretty rough go around. And then plus on top of that, 
for DeAndre, he had the flu like a couple weeks before he had COVID. So he's probably been through the ringer a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I, I personally don't have a problem with the minutes that they played tonight. I feel like they need to get their win back. And it's one of those things where the only way to get your win back is to play in game situations. You can do all the cardio, all the sprints you want to do and practice and whatnot, workouts, whatever, but it's not the same as NBA game action. I'm okay with that. I think it's better if you get games like this out of the way against a good team that's playing well, even with all the guys that they have out. Like, yeah, it looked ugly. Yeah, it was an ugly result, but might as well get that out of the way. I'd rather do that than ease them back in and have a prolonged process of trying to work these guys back in. And I, I am curious, though, Saul, what, uh, where do you want Chris Paul's minutes at? Because he's only playing, I mean, 32 minutes for a guy his age is still a considerable chunk, but he hasn't missed that many games over the last couple of years. So where where do you see his minutes you know, being? Listen, you know, we, 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 you know, we're already talking, like you guys have mentioned earlier about how, you know, you, you want to see how he's going to do when we get to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Well, in my estimation, like I keep, I, I keep thinking about that Buck series, and I know he had so many elements going on the wrist, the shoulder. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get that, but he also looked tired. Like he looked tired in that series, especially in the last two games when the Suns needed him the most. Right? They needed that extra score. Devin Booker did his best to try and keep him in it, but uh, he just looked like you know there was no juice left. Right? It was just he was exhausted. And now I'm sitting here thinking, okay, he looks a little a little slower. Like he just looks like he's just doesn't have that, that bounce that he, that he had maybe the first month or two of the season, you know, like crossing dudes up and, and, and spinning around and just, you know, he's crafty. He's smart. He knows how to get his shot off, but it's not the same. Like when you're watching his speed and his quickness, it's just a little, just a little slower. And to me, I'm like, okay, is he starting to show signs of wear and tear? Or is he is he just like is he just pacing himself and he's just and that's just the way Chris Paul is. I think he should play twenty five to thirty minutes a night. I that's what I think. I think that's the wheelhouse. I think if he extends himself to 34, 36 a night, it's like all right. Well, now now I'm concerned about the playoffs. One one point with that, I think that would do Monty and Chris Paul huge favors on that front. Is campaigns got to just be better. Yeah, like yes. they they need more out of yep. him because he has not been great this year. His numbers are way down shooting wise. Yep. He's been taking some questionable shots. If if Monty could trust him a little bit more, or if they could just feed him a little bit more of the lion's share of those minutes, that would help a lot. But right now, they're not getting a lot out of those backup point guard spots. Yeah, official little woozy in the chat said, "Yeah, we should rest Chris Paul more, but don't like the turnovers from campaign." No, true. Yeah. So true. it's a, kind of a yeah. tough situation to be in. That's the I, spot. I, I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's the spot I think James Jones looks to uh, solidify a little bit more before uh, before the trade deadline because that could become an Achilles heel uh, not only late in the season but in the playoffs if campaign uh, doesn't find his form where he was last year you're going to need a guy that you can rely on and as sure as hell ain't Alfred Payton. So who are you going to turn to? You're going to have to find that guy. And I'm sure James Jones will attempt to. All right, guys, you ready to go to the bar? I feel like we could all use a little bit of a drink right now. Sure. <laughs> no, we can sure. use a drink. 
Tonight's drink of the night, the Kennedy Crusher, because he crushed us. This drink made with a lot of bitters, all right? (laughs) A lot of bitters. So with that, I will give you guys, and and weigh in in the chat, everyone who's who's watching us live right now, how you feel about this. But I will give each of you guys an open platform to air your grievances about the officiating from tonight's game. Saul, would you like to take the floor first? Because I have a feeling uh, we should give it to you and let you run with it for the next I feel like the people are waiting for a Saul rant. Listen, I I will say this. Uh, I have met Bill Kennedy before. Uh, He does a lot of um, he does a lot of clinics for local area high school and college coaches. He's a really nice guy. Tonight, he absolutely sucked. He did. He was the worst official on the floor. He was calling. He was, you know, every, okay. So a, as a referee, right, there's three points. There's one on the baseline. There's one at the, 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 around the half court hash mark area at the one free throw line extended. So it's like a triangle and you have an area that you got to cover. And Bill Kennedy on multiple occasions went outside of his area to make calls against the Suns tonight. And for that reason, he was absolute trash, absolute trash. It wasn't even close watching, watching some of his calls. And then, then, the, the audacity to go to the fucking table and look at the replay on two different occasions and both go against the Suns when both should not have. Oh, my God. What the fuck are you doing in the NBA at this level calling those plays? Like, no, 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 no. You got to be better than that, Billy Kennedy. Absolutely got to be better than that. And I can't help but feel he's an Arizona guy, so maybe he felt like he didn't want to, you know, give any bias to the local hometown team. And he just completely swung the other way. And now I don't feel like that really uh, determined the outcome of the game. Luckily for him, it wasn't like, you know, a four-point ball game. And, he, you know, he calls some atrocious calls. He just calls some atrocious calls at some, some key points in the game where I think maybe momentum might have turned a little bit. But, it, I mean, the way Miami was shooting, it didn't really matter, so. He's lucky for that reason. Salty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna Look. say I don't. I have literally nothing to add. Oh, ten out of ten. Salty rant. Great stuff. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Look, I, I to Saul's point, the this refs is all did vodka. Not... By the way, it's just pure <laughs> vodka. I'm just <laughs> motoring through it, trying to forget my last three hours. Look, like Saul said, the refs did not cost the Suns a game. But that flagrant foul was literally the worst call in the oh history God. of basketball. You didn't even yeah. need to go to it and do it for a second time to realize how shitty that call originally was. And then they go back and they make it a flagrant foul? Seriously, how in the hell is that a flagrant foul? DeAndre Ayton doesn't touch him. And they call it a flagrant foul. I I do not understand and will not understand that. You could, I would, Billy Kennedy could sit me down and break down that play in a Borgay breakdown fashion for an hour and a half. And I still would not freaking understand what the hell that call was about. Yeah, Brittany in the chat said a little bit earlier, it was tough when Aiden called for a review of the foul he said he didn't do. Then it got reviewed and upgraded to a flagrant one. Sums up the mood of the night. So says Jay, says he went to St. Mary's. That's all That's all you have to say. And you know what? You're absolutely right about that. Because the people that I've met from St. Mary's, at least when I was in high school, they were all jerks. All of them. All of them. And if I ever saw Channing Fry, I would tell him that to his face. Jared Bayless, same thing. All of them jerks. 
That's why we beat their ass in high school. Elon Musk with the super chat. Thank you so much for the support. He said Kennedy had to cancel his date to ref this game. So maybe he was a little bit upset about that. Hey. I don't know. see. Uh, hello, saying Ashbone Saul, can we get round two of the sticks at the war debate? I'm already making the popcorn. I don't have to we say know. anything. Just go watch this game, and I'm 100% right. So, nope. Saul, Just listen to Monty. Listen to Monty. Me and Monty are on the same page. That's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. Gerald, right. would you like to be the mediator here? The, the, uh, the third look. person, break the tie? Look, Lindsay, you, you, you have, Lindsay, you have been here for the last week and you've been able to break the tie. Don't put this on Gerald. You take a stand. I don't want to. I waited for Gerald to come back for this exact reason. Lindsay Switzerland Smith. She plays us like puppets against each other. It's bullshit. That's my I will job, not stand for it. Uh, Lindsay just hates that confrontation. Uh, She's like, the watcher, Gerald. She's she the is, watcher. She is yes. the best line straddler of all time. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm not going to get into this. I'll just say the first oh, stint was yeah. the first the first stint was very bad. He was playing the four. The second stint was not as bad. He was playing the five. Over the last couple of weeks, he's been playing the five where he's been effective. He's not a four. Monty's playing. Monty's saying he's going to play him there because he's earned minutes, and that's the only place that they can slot him in. But if that continues, this type of play, like he's probably going to be on the fringe of the rotation again because he's just not. He's just not a four. All right. Anybody Coach else want to have anything to say on that? Code JJ of Lindsay is the candidate of the podcast. Very <laughs> neutral. Very neutral. <laughs> it is very true. Uh, I just want both teams to have fun. What, Gerald, what, I, I must have missed. I must have missed a pod or two here or there. But why does everybody call you Pete Davidson? Oh my gosh! Okay, well, you were out. Never... Right, I was going so at my wedding. I come back and I'm like, what is with all the Pete Davidson references? I don't get what's okay. going on. So the Walmart version, how that kind of took oh, yeah. off oh, yeah. for oh, everything. Yeah. I don't remember exactly who it was, but somebody in the chat said Pete Davidson is the Walmart version of Gerald. <laughs> Oh, nice, nice. They, they said I looked like a well put together Pete Davidson. There yes. you go. I guess that's yeah. a good compliment, right? I believe that was well, hello. Look, at who, look at who Pete Davidson is is dating. So I mean, yeah. that is a great compliment. And no, I mean, look at who Gerald's dating. Like exactly. that's a comparison. That's what like, I'm saying, you like, go, Gerald. There you go. I'm, all, I'm also swinging upward, but she was not pleased with the comparison. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's because of hello. Hello is yes, it was hello. <laughs> well put together, Pete Davidson. Sorry, I had that one a little off. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. All right, let's name our draft king, king of the game. A bright spot in tonight's matchup was none other Billy than Billy Kennedy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nikhil finished with 20 points, three flagrants, technical fouls, and <laughs> eight of 11 from the field. He also added in six assists, which is a season high for him. His previous season high was five. His career high is eight, which he has done twice now. Um, so kudos to Mikel Bridges for a good night. We talked about this a little bit the other night, Espo, I believe. Just kind of, it seemed like Mikel Bridges just kind of was chilling on the back burner for a little bit there. So it's good to see him have a good outing tonight. Yeah, good to see his offense back. Apparently, some people forgot how to guard the three-point line. Uh, Mikhail tried, but the rest of his teammates didn't help him out much there. But yeah, good to see him back offensively. 
It's yeah, hard. It's, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead, Gerald. I was just going to say, he scored 15 points or more in three of the last four. He scored 20 points or more in three of, or two of the last three. So he is starting to get his offense back a little bit. He was kind of the only guy that showed up tonight. So, you know, maybe if we could get everybody on the same page for a game, they'd probably drop 150 points. Yeah. Well, nice. it, it, it's hard. It, it's, it, you know, EJ pointed it out in, in the game. It, it's hard to to face a team where everybody shoots the three and they were n- not really looking to attack the basket in the first half and you're scrambling you know especially you know this this team is a different team when they have Jimmy Butler and Bam in in the fold they they're they those two specifically are less likely to shoot from the perimeter they're more interior so you don't have to account for the three point shooters as much but when you have five spreading and going back door you have so much more room to account for that's what the warriors were so good at for a little while um, and what they kind of exploited the suns at a little bit this year is they, they spread you out. Everybody can shoot the three and then they hit you with the back door and the cuts. Like that's what they do. And that's what Miami did very, very well tonight. And you have to, you have to come into a game like that. Absolutely mentally prepared and ready to go and, and be 1000% locked in. Otherwise you'll get results like you had tonight, even with the best team in the NBA. All right, I have to make a quick clarification because I was reading the graphic and Shane just put a comment that said, oops, that was supposed to say six assists. Bad Shane, because I <laughs> I read six rebounds and Mikel did not have six rebounds. He only had one rebound. Oh. So he had six assists and 20 points on eight of 11 from the field. So just wanted to uh, clear that up for anybody listening on the audio version later on. My bad. Now we're well, we're good. Anything yeah, else? Crappy Crappy crown placement and crappy uh, statistical uh, 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 <laughs> there. No, Shane, you got to be nice to Shane. He's he wasn't feeling so hot this week. You know, we got to, mm. you know, he's he's been through a lot. So you know, like let's just back off. Well, you know, it happens. Yeah, he's had to watch a- ASU basketball. <laughs> hey. Ooh, See, I just harsh. That, it, it was like Peyton to Kemp right there. I just threw the lob oh. and that's what came through. <laughs> All right, Brittany posted in the comments, and they said, that's really our point of fault, the teams that shoot good threes. We now have more than enough interior defense. Do you think that is something that is going to potentially haunt us down the road? I mean, that's everybody's kryptonite. If if a team shoots 50% from behind the arc, (laughs) that will be the Suns kryptonite. Kryptonite, yes. I mean, that's every team in the NBA's kryptonite. It doesn't matter who you're – if you're facing a hot shooting team from the perimeter, it's going to be a hard night for you no matter what. So, Percentage-wise, the Suns are the fourth best team in the league in guarding the three-point line. So, yeah, if another team gets as many wide-open looks as the Heat got tonight, a really switchable team, that's a problem for any team to guard. But – by and large, this season, they've been very good at defending the three-point line. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, gentlemen, another uh, person that I do want to mention tonight, not exactly the best of games, but the streak is still alive. Cam Johnson, 10-plus points in now 19 straight and two or more threes in now 22 straight. You know I love that streak, so I had to bring it up. Would anybody else (laughs) like to comment on it? The Suns could lose by 50 and Cam Johnson could get his streaks and Lindsay would be ready to name him king of the game. For That's him. right. <laughs> she does love Way her. Way to put that kids. lipstick on that pig, Lindsay. 
Well, you know, if there is a pro out at Espo, you and I should be it because of the time that we have spent covering this team and having to do that night in and night out, okay? I won't lie. When we started this and I went into the, it's not that big of a deal, you know, loss, I went, wow, I remember doing this for 63 losses while doing the team post game show. So, you know, <laughs> old, you fall into old habits pretty easily, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm not that far removed yet. So I'm, I still have some uh, lingering things I need to shake off, but we'll see. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe I won't. Uh, shout Manuel. out to Manuel in the chat. So go ahead, Espo. You take it. Every every time gets Shane gets shaded, I'll pay up. I'm a, I'm gonna need a second job. Oh, well, well, oh hey, no. hey, Manuel, how about this? Did you see his murder room earlier? <laughs> Did you? No, you missed that. Okay, well, Shane, oh, oh, there it is. Uh, you closed the door back behind ooh, you. Ah, you ooh. didn't want that paranormal no, activity the, coming the, up from behind the, you. I looked at it after the after the show in in the reflection, and it did look paranormal activity with the door <laughs> open. I'm not gonna lie, there's something about <laughs> the door. My ring light wasn't on. Now I look beautiful. <laughs> hey, you take them off the screen. Your next bets. Bye. I'm getting. I was. I'm getting like silence. Shane, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a severe Silence of the Lambs vibes from that right? It puts <laughs> the lotion on his skin or it gets the hose again. Calm down there, <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Get off our screen. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. All right. My with... daughter says Saul cusses a lot. <laughs> oh, no shit, Arnold. Really? <laughs> Swears oh, for listen, kids. Listen. That's the next Saul's jingle. Taking also, it out of an listen, book. if Espo's daughter, Roe, can sit here and listen to this show and hear my cussing and his cussing when he says, fuck them kids, we are okay. <laughs> She's only five. I had to explain to her I didn't mean her, though. I meant all the others, not her. <laughs> Just the rest of them. Just the rest of them. Bless oh, no. her heart. All right, guys. We have a tweet of the night tonight. Now, this is threefold because they all showed up on my timeline at the exact same time. And I found it quite funny. Sundress Dunks, Mike Lisboa, and our very own Gerald all <laughs> tweeting out flashback feelings about this game. So Sundress Dunk said, a furious run cuts it to dot, 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 19. Palm emoji to the hand. Mike said, who's chopping onions in here? Getting a little misty over, quote, opposing team calls timeout because Suns cut the lead to 19. And Gerald rounded it out with Devin Booker scores five straight points and the Suns are back within 19. And wow, was this a tweet from 2017 or what? <laughs> so a little bit of a flashback kind of night. Just uh, maybe maybe a better way to look at this is a reminder of how far we've come. I'm, I'm disappointed so that none of them mentioned that Jay Jackson was a big part of that cutting it to 19, which also had flashback feelings, all right? What's so funny is, is I was on the couch when, when that five-point run came, and I sat there and I turned to Estella and I was like, man – Spolster calls a timeout because they make a five-point run, and we, you'd think they're right back in this game. I'm like, they're so far away still. What are we talking about? Uh, uh, that's one of those stop-the-bleeding timeouts, and it's just right. a little nick on your arm. But, yeah, that was that was an unpleasant flashback to simpler times for the Suns. I'm glad that we don't have to relive that feeling too often nope. this season. That, that 2018 season, by the way, was so bad. Ask Helen Olsen this. It was so bad that midway through the season, I found out that his favorite candy was Sour Patch Kids. And I just <laughs> bought him some Sour Patch Kids. I was like, I think you need this more than I do. 
<laughs> he ate the whole bag before halftime. Because <laughs> he needed it. I know. I, I know how that, feels. that popcorn and, and, and fruit at halftime wasn't doing shit for us. It was it was hard. It was hard out yeah. here in these streets. Yeah. Not to mention oh, those, they ran out real quick. If you weren't one of the right? first people in the media room, it was gone oh. like that. Oh, you, you amateurs. We went to the hard stuff, right? We, we went to like uh red vines and all that kind of stuff. None of the sour patch stuff. We went to the oh, hard stuff were, back in the day. I thought you were talking like liquor or drugs or oh, something. Oh no, we, we, were the, we weren't on the clock. <laughs> we were in the bathroom doing eight balls and you know, oh what are you guys God, talking about? Like, what the hell? The What's going on? We were doing lines off those mirrors. Yeah, it was yeah, it was we, crazy times back in 20, 2012, as, 2013. As, as Shane once said, yeah, we would uh, we would mainline it in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not mainlining in the bathroom. We, we had to get through those games. That, that was back in the 80s. That was the 80s, sons. Was Yo, like, yeah. Go look it up, kids, if you don't know. That was the 80s, sons. I've heard, so. I've heard some crazy stories about those 80s, sons, especially when Dennis Johnson was here. Oh, man, I got some stories. Okay, maybe oh, we should do hey. that one day. Just do a story time of all the hearsay stuff you've heard around the team from back in the day. It's not even hearsay. They got in legal trouble for a cocaine scandal that almost killed the I franchise. Like, like you know how LeBron throws white powder up before the game? Totally different in the 80s for the Suns, all right? <laughs> yeah, they, somebody would throw it up in the air and everybody else would just try to sniff it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to take a quick break because this has gone off the rails and I'm going to get us back on by telling you guys that we have hit the final week of pro football regular season and college football is heading into the national championship. DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all fans in on the action for this exciting time on the football calendar. New customers who sign up using the promo code PHNX can bet just $5 on any football team to win their game. And if they do, you're going to win $200 in free bets instantly. It is that easy. So let's wind down the season with a big win. So one more time, all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code PHNX. Then bet just $5 on any football team, college or pro, and you'll win $200 in free bets if they are victorious. That's promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Espo, I'm really sorry that your uh, Crowder's Cash Club did not hit tonight. Maybe we will be a little more successful uh, next week when the guys are right. road. I've got 23 cents left in my DraftKings account. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Christmas, this is mostly Christmas, not, right? You didn't lose I'm not all kidding. That, I can show you. I literally yeah. have 23 cents left in the. I'm hoping they send a free bet soon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, especially after like the Christmas season and like holidays are all done, a free bet would be a solid move right now from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You should make. You know what I think would be. You know what I think would be a solid move with Saul wearing those glasses. I think it's time to drop a beat, DJ Father. Do you got that song? Let's go. Check one two, check one two. Uh huh, uh huh. Check one two, one two. DJ Father on the beat. I don't wanna grow up. 
million different basketball skills that he can play with. From dunks to blocks to long-range shots, he's the greatest big man there is. I don't want to grow up, because maybe if I did, I wouldn't be a sticks kid. It was somehow uh, worse we, the second time. Right? You heard, you heard the Victorian kind of piano, like, <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. Thing. <laughs> that hits different. That hits different at 10.03 at night than it does uh, at 6 in the evening. <laughs> Shout out to DJ Father for helping Espo with that. If you guys missed that show, DJ Father is actually Shane Diefenbach, our producer. So the two of them were able to put that together in less than 48 hours. So even though it might be a little cringy, still kudos to you guys for that one. Just wait till we have our swears for kid jingle that'll play every time dude, Saul has to dude. donate to dude. that charity when he curses on the show. Dude, that'll be no, fun. When we curse on the show, it's that charity everybody. would be so loaded. Oh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna yeah. have a jar on the set, <laughs> and we're gonna. You, Saul. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready. To the cars for kids song. That's what we're gonna do. Is swears for kids to the cars for kids tune. So that's coming up soon. I, I just idea. I just have one advanced stat from tonight's game, and that's that the Suns have a minus twenty-three point differential since the Sticks Kids song came out. So we need to we, bear that in mind. <laughs> that's because Sticks got screwed. He didn't get a play. If he got a play, he would have been motivated by that first thirty-point game from Sticks. Would have happened tonight. This is Monty's fault, not mine. Oh, no. Gerald bringing the advanced stat. <laughs> Stakes Kids song is next level. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to round this if up. Somebody, Go ahead. If somebody just joined the show for the very first time, they wouldn't even know, and they didn't know what Sticks Kids was. They probably thought, <laughs> they probably would have some bad images in their head, like, "Oh, those poor kids. What's going on?" <laughs> they think I'm saying sick kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh man! Oh, I don't want to grow up. I'm a sick kid. Please, no. please tweet us for clarification. Do not think we are these not horrible no, people. No, no, no. <laughs> oh no! Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, uh, quick question for you guys from Code JJM in the chat. He said, "What a rotation of sticks, McGee, and Bismack will be good enough if we trade Aiden." No. Stop no. this crap. You're not Woo! trading Aiden. No. That's worse. Oh, that that take it's and not. that question is worse than the song. Let's make that very clear. We're not, they're not trading Aiden. We, well, why? This... What has told you that DeAndre Aiden is less valuable than those three? What what has told you that? This well, this conversation gonna... I feel like originated because the Suns at the center spot, we're getting consistent production with or without him. And I think the important thing with that is to recognize that playing regular season games against the Charlotte Hornets is not the same thing as playoff games against the Utah Jazz or the Golden State Warriors or the or the Milwaukee Bucks, if that's who's waiting down the road. Like, you need eight, and there's a big gap in what he can do versus what even McGee and the rest of the guys can do. So I just, no. you know, that that's, you know, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I don't hope that, DeAndre Aiden is out for one of these key games. But if there was ever a situation 
where Sticks had to start against the Golden State Warriors or the Bucks or the Nets, everybody would shut up real quick about that whole nonsense. They just would because there's no way. There's just no way. Look, I think this is because of the Sabonis stuff earlier in the, in the year, the report that they had asked about Sabonis in the past. So, look, I don't, you, I don't, you're not trading DeAndre Ayton for DeMontis Sabonis. All right. You, you, it's just not going to happen. Why, why would you throw, throw a nuke into one of the, uh, one of the best Suns teams? We've seen it just makes no sense to break up this roster right now and do some major shakeup. It just it makes absolutely no sense to do it. No, they're they're good as is. The problems that they need to address are having another creator, shot creator off the bench. Cam Johnson can score off the bench. They need someone who can handle the ball and create their own shot off the dribble a little bit. A guy like an Eric Gordon comes to mind, but like no, we don't need you don't need to break up the starting five. You don't need to trade DeAndre Ayton because of the whole contract thing. You pay him this summer, especially after realizing how valuable he's been all season long. I really Agreed. hope the Eric Gordon thing happens so we can break out the old shirts that said Eric Gordon cornerstone when they were trying to bring him into the yeah. franchise. We can bring back up the press release where he said his heart's in Phoenix, hoping that the contract didn't get matched by New Orleans. Oh, we could have so much fun if Eric Gordon comes to town. Yes. By the way, and those are the behind the scenes stories that Lindsay was talking about. We should bring up on, on one of these episodes. But, yeah, by we'll the way, Manuel, Manuel says, I hope to God y'all HR don't watch the show. Our HR department's on the show. It's Saul. So <laughs> it's good it's, luck. It's actually, like Espo sure. says, it's it's me, but it's really me and him. It's oh, yeah. Okay, we're the HR department, and we're causing this. So you know, I feel like I'm the HR department of this show. I just have to reel us back in when things go too yes, far. You down are the definitely line. the HR department of this show yeah, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely, you failed tonight, Lindsay. I did the best that I could, given the circumstances and who I had to manage, okay? <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to round out the show with a little social topic for the evening. So the Houston Rockets announced that they have introduced the, quote, jumbo mac and cheese dog with Fruit Loops and bacon as one of their concession items. I want to know your thoughts. Would you try one? What do you think? First off, why are <laughs> sports teams trying to kill their fan bases with the food they serve at these games? Like, it blows my yeah. mind every time I see one of these. But to answer your question, yes, I would eat one of these on the show. Oh, yeah, I, I would, too. I would, too. I, I, I You got to try it, right? Like, somebody schooled me up to um, uh, water with, uh, with, like, orange in it and, like, a little bit of mint and then pouring espresso in there. And I was like, what? Low key, the shit. Like, I had it. It has like a natural sweetness to it. I was like, I would have never tried. I would have never tried that. Never. And it's the bomb. So, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to try anything once. I think I'm going to tell that you recipe. So, I got you. I want to try you. it. I got you. I could tell you that hot dog, that sweetness ain't natural. It's Fruit Loops. All right. So, Gerald, they had, they had me until Fruit Loops. Everything else looked bomb. And then the Fruit Loops threw me a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll try. I'd try it once, but I don't know. That that looks questionable to me. I would definitely try it. When I was younger, my motto was: you always have to try something twice 
wants to get like the initial shock or whatever mm-hmm. out of the way. And the second to make sure that your feelings are correct about it. Right. So something like this, you try it once and you're like, ew, Fruit Loops, it just doesn't work. But it's because you've worked yourself up to think that Fruit Loops wouldn't work. But then maybe your yeah. second time around, you're like, actually, this might be oh, an odd combination, but it works weirdly enough. So I would yeah. definitely try it. Yeah, I tried that with beets. Nope. <laughs> beets. Nope. You're like just white not a fan of beets? beets? No, beets suck. Beets, beets and lima beans are the two worst foods on this planet. Oh, cheese doesn't make cheese? it in your top two. No, I said cheese was overrated, <laughs> and I—I I mean, I don't. I when I go get it like a burger, I don't seek out cheese. I don't get cheese on my burger because I just—I don't really like it that much. But it's not like one of the worst foods of all time by any stretch of the imagination. Like if I had a slice of cheese, I'm not going to be like, oh, the end of my life. Like, nah. I eat a beet, I will be salty for like a year. I don't think I've ever had a You're beet. salty already. They taste they taste like dirt, Gerald. I'm not gonna they lie. Do. Beets kind of oh. just taste like dirt. <laughs> like but they're super point. good for you, if, apparently. If you want to eat like I, I do the powdered beets like in a protein shake, like I'll do that. No problem, because it doesn't taste like beet. Beets also stain. Like they they do. That's, that's weird. Like any food that stains you when you're trying to prepare them and or eat them and you drop them, probably more work than it's worth. If you want to taste beets, Gerald, just take your shoe off right now and lick the bottom of the of the, the sole. There you go. Please beets. don't do that. <laughs> I lie from the post game. <laughs> new meaning to soul food here on the uh, on the post game. What's the worst thing you guys have ever eaten at a sporting event? Like what's I was or just the weirdest? Going to ask that same question. I eat crickets. Ooh. Did you on where purpose? We're at? we're at at a Suns game. Yeah, it was a. Um, I don't know if it was Mexican Heritage Night or Latin Night, um, but it was one of the nights they wore the little You ate it on jerseys. air. Didn't you yeah. eat it on air? Oh, I, I remember did. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and crickets are, in certain parts of Mexico, they're like a little snack. They're, they're toasted and salted with different seasonings, and the Suns had some at the arena, and I tried it, and honestly, they weren't. I wouldn't eat them again. We did get some when we were in Mexico earlier, like or in the fall of last year, and I didn't eat them again because I didn't love them enough to eat I them again. I remember her eating them bad. too. Oh, I remember you eating them too. Because the first one, it was just like you said, like you need to try it twice. But the first time, she was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was real nervous. <laughs> Uh, right. I don't know what mine is. Uh, I mean, I haven't really had anything terrible at any of these sporting events. I mean, maybe the craziest thing I had was like a snoring dog, but I, those are good. So Yeah, those are bomb. I had a burger crusted with Cheez-Its that was like this weird. It was at the Cheez-It Bowl when I was running social for it, and it was it was quite quite bizarre. I was like, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. If, if I wanted to eat Cheez-Its, I'd go get a bag of them. I don't need them jammed into my hamburger so okay but you didn't like that i feel like that might be good it was no key terrible because hmm. i feel like that would be like putting chips inside your sandwich right like that the little extra crunch in the sandwich but it was like they good. were like no it was like ground into a fine powder and coated oh. the meat yeah no then that's oh weird. no that's gross yeah yeah that defeats the whole purpose yeah i I don't know what mine would be. I feel I'm so. I did have nachos at a Suns game once. This was years ago, 
and I found like not like a hair, but like a couple of hairs in the nachos. Like not, a, I don't want to say a clump, but there were a couple multiple strands of hairs in the cheese. A cluster. Right. That's disgusting. <laughs> if it's not a clump, is it a cluster? Is there a what, differentiator what? here? <laughs> to be fair, I was enjoying the nachos until then. <laughs> I don't know why I did this. I don't know why I did this. To differentiate was a clump it. of hair in there? <laughs> oh, no. What, was the cheese cold? Did it have pickles? Are we going on a Charles Barkley rant? No, no the cheese was warm. It was, it was. They were good nachos until the hairs. And then that... Oh. Kind of ruined it. Mm. That's Hair so nachos. gross. That is that so actually. Gross. It was a specialty, though. You just didn't see it on the menu. It was a specialty. It was just like the the hot dog with the with the Fruit Loops. Yeah, it was gross. I don't think I've had nachos since then. I I think we should bring in some crazy foods the next one of the next times we're in studio and do this pregame just see who will eat the most bizarre thing on on the air Ooh, i'm down with that yeah i mean i'll, I'll, I'll straight play. up do i will straight up go to h mart and find some crazy ass shit oh i'm in i'm Let's in do it good if right, anybody ever wants that. to have a chugging contest you're all screwed too so <laughs> i'll pass on that one because i'm definitely not gonna win <laughs> I, and, well, um, the 80s sons coated their burgers with a different kind of fine powder. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. A good show. Even though the Phoenix Suns did not have a good showing, they fell to the heat once again, 123 to 100. Is there anything else you guys would like to discuss before we sign off for the night? I mean, it's okay if the Suns didn't bring their game. We did. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Just just flush this one and let's move on to the next. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. And a quick reminder, if you have not become a member at GoPHNX yet, now is a great time to do that. You can expect in-depth features, film breakdown, exclusive videos, special discounts, and the most engaging discussion and so much more over there. The biggest reason to sign up, of course, is so that you can read Gerald's amazing articles. He puts multiple articles out every single week. It's always great stuff around the Phoenix Suns, this team we love to support and learn more I, about. I love how you just said that. You gave him a compliment and immediately his face went. What was that for, Gerald? <laughs> no, I just, he was like not, almost embarrassed for the compliment. I, he was just like, mm. I don't take compliments well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine That's why we so have scary. to say it because Gerald won't hype himself up. So we got to do That's it. Right, baby. Because <laughs> Gerald, uh, he's he's too shy, but we are your G biggest supporters, Gerald. So Gerald's Thanks, the opposite guys. of the irrational confidence guy on a roster. He's the <laughs> irrational pessimism of himself. Like he's just like, he, he acts like he acts like he can't string two sentences together when you bring up his writing. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Coach JJM said compliments causing him physical pain. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, but once again, become a member at gophnx.com to unlock a world full of Arizona sports coverage that you are going to love. Um, head on over to gophnx.com today and become a member. And if you do, you'll either get a free t-shirt from the PHNX locker or your first month for just 50 cents when you sign up. 
Thanks again for tuning in. We really it was appreciate so good to have all four of you guys back at the I same know. time. I miss Whole squad. you guys. Whole squad ready. Let's go. It's Whole squad fun. at a distance. The way I like it. So. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald on Twitter at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo on Twitter at Espo. Just so you guys know our schedule for the next few days, we are taking tomorrow off. On Monday, we will have an audio episode available for you wherever you get your podcasts at. And then Tuesday, we will be right back here at 5 p.m. for a pregame show before the Suns take on the Raptors. Espo, you want to take us home? Uh, remember, it's great to be a sticks kid. Ahoy, hoy!